Thanks for listening to Select Conversations presented by Ally. Shout out to Ally for empowering the next generation of creators, entrepreneurs, and leaders with financial education and remaining relentlessly focused on doing it right. We're all better off with an Ally. Visit Ally.com for more. How y'all feeling out there? Good. Hello, 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 and welcome to Select Conversations Season 2, hosted by me, Rachie Jackson, and it is such an honor to be sitting in front of you all live. This is our first live podcast for Select Conversations, so give it up for yourselves. Y'all are witnessing history in the making, and if you're watching us out there in YouTube land, make sure you hit that subscribe button to the United Masters YouTube channel. Like comment, chat with us, subscribe, do all the things because we have an amazing program planned out for you today and especially for this select conversation. So, Cootie and Chike, give it up again for them, y'all. Like, come on. What's up, y'all? What's happening? Thank you so much for being here. And before I start, I just have to say that I feel so blessed and honored to have this conversation with you all. Even though I'm a part of the select conversation, Presented by Ally, do it right. <laughs> I still very much feel like a fly on the wall. And you all two, you two intersected about like 20 plus years ago, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. how did you all know that it was each other for each other? Talk about me and Chica? Yes. Like when you all met, how did you know that it was going to work? How did you know you could be cool? How did you know you could do business? What was it about the two of you that just worked and then just fast forwarded you through the genius documentary to now? I guess something you just don't know, you know, it's like uh, everything happened for a reason. And I read this book, Celestine Prophecy, back when I moved to New York. And that's what really taught me that there's no such thing as coincidences. And um, when, uh, when I went to MTV, with uh, Kanye to do his You Hear It First. And Yasmin Richards introduced me and Chike. I didn't, you know, I didn't know, but he was super cool and super talented. And I, I checked him out. He was showing hit me his work. And um, and we kicked it. We wound up just kicking it for a year before anything. You know what I'm saying? But then when when Kanye had his car accident and we came up with, uh, with an idea for the video, I'm like, let's call Chike because I knew his talent. And and thinking he was gonna say no because we ain't had no money, Chike. I'm like Chike, we got a good idea. Would you you know? Would you join us in this idea? Um, and he was like, perfect. Yeah, he, he you know he was cool with it without the money. So you know that alone. And then and then I always like you know just kind of like in retrospect. But I got three sisters. I grew up with three sisters, mm-hmm. and I always dreamed of having a brother. When my little sister was born, I I wanted her to be a boy, but. A, Happy she, you know, I'm happy for her. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you wanted what you wanted. Why end up meeting my brother Chica? You know what I'm saying? Which became my 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 little brother for sure. And Kanye Teddy Truth. No, that's truth. dope. I've never met anybody from New Orleans or just Louisiana period that wasn't cool. Yeah. So I'm just happy that you're representing <laughs> properly. But how did you know that Cootie was someone that you could do business with? Um, I mean, he was really loyal, you know what I'm saying? We we the business part we kind of fell into. We really had just developed a really strong, I mean, a friendship, you know, and it was, uh, it was funny because I had a company at the time. I was at MTV, but we had our own little company within MTV. You know, we was Okay, we was you know you always got to have a side yeah. hustle. Don't y'all know? Look, the future is what? <laughs> Independent. Exactly. Right. And so, um, 
we were doing through the, the through live video at the time. And then right. I was like, I want to bring Cootie in the fold with the, with the company. Mm-hmm. And so I remember telling everybody else in the company, you know, a couple of us had started. So they kind of, we had like a little hierarchy within the company, like to see all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, man, we got to bring Cootie on. I just, I just saw his value. You know what I mean? And then, um, and Kudi was like, well, yeah, I'm down, but like, but like, I gotta be up at the top. Like, I, if I'm coming in, I'm coming in because <laughs> he knew his value as well. That's and important. So, That's and important. Then, and I felt it, so I went to my people and I was like, man, yeah, he's down, but you know, he, he's gonna have to come in. We're gonna have to break him off at the, at the top. Mm-hmm. And they, they really weren't feeling it like that, you know what I mean? And, and uh, and maybe they just weren't in close proximity with him as I was because we were in the trenches together, working on a project together, but. I had to give them an ultimatum. And this is a company I started, but I just right. thought I was like, man, either Cootie's going to come and rock with us or I'm going to rock with Cootie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then I ended up rocking with, with, with Cootie and uh, we've been rocking with each other ever, ever since. So. Yeah, that's that loyalty. Yeah. You have it in you. When you yeah. saw that loyalty in him and you yeah. all intersected it, we have creative control. Yeah. That's, sure. a, that's an amazing thing. So how, to your point about adversity and navigating around people who don't see the vision through the documentary and just in life, we know we come to people that don't see the vision. They don't understand what our goals are, our dreams are, our aspirations or why we even do anything. So along your tenure working together and separately, just talk to us about how you navigate when people don't see it, essentially. I mean, it's crickets for them, really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's right. Because you can't let other people's people have their own limitations and you mm. can't let people put their own limitations on you. It's you a know projection. What I'm yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And first of all, I got to say, yo, we got to thank God for this beautiful day, man. You yes. know what I'm saying? It could have been raining. <laughs> yes. It's sunny. It's nice. So we got to definitely do that. Yeah. But you know, man, uh, everything, like I say, God is so amazing, man. And, uh, and for him, me and Chica to, to come together and do the things that we did and, you know, uh, throughout all the adversities, you know, we used to like sit up and eat oatmeal all day. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's all we had to eat. You know, but we knew. He makes some knew. good oatmeal. Though. Yeah, I do make good. <laughs> I do make good oatmeal. Though, Is that but, a struggle meal? You know, can we call that a struggle meal? I don't know. Meal? It tastes so good. So it depends on how you right, make sometimes, it. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes yeah. not. Okay. I still cool. eat yeah, well, we, we all got that one. We seen it though. We seen we seen what we were. You know, we knew what we had. You know what I'm saying? And and we was gonna continue to move on that no matter what. You know what what happened? What what God? You know, we say obstacles. When it comes to obstacles, you gotta realize like a roadblock, right? It's like a roadblock. When you get to that roadblock, you gotta realize that it God is just sending you in a whole nother direction. And that's why that roadblock is there. Don't try to go over the roadblock and definitely don't stand there looking at the roadblock like shit. I'm gonna get past here. Well, I, I need to go that way. But he just taking you another way because it's always that detour. And then when you when you pay attention, there's a reason why it's that detour, because you're gonna see the beauty that God is showing you within that, that detour as you go on to your destination, but you definitely got to know and have a destination, period. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have that, then where are you going and what do a roadblock even mean? You know what I mean? So. Hey man, that's very, very, very obedient. So take us back. You all, first of all, champion storytellers. Y'all agree? Y'all agree? Champion storytellers. So I want to know the story of the very first project that you ever worked on. And on the subject of roadblocks, were there any, were there any things that you all had to move around? Like, okay, Cootie, I know he likes this this way. Or, okay, nah, she ain't going for being late. Like, what were those things that you all had to 
kind of not really get over, but just go through together to be able to reach the high level of synergy that you all have today and that we are very so, so, so much proud of. Mm-hmm. I mean, Through the Wire was our first project that we did together. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, Come on. Come on. Yeah, you know, and I feel like at the time, we probably didn't even really see the roadblocks roadblocks because we were so hungry. Like we would, we just, there was nothing that was going to get in our way. Y'all you just know? get over it. Yeah, like we, we just had resources. We didn't have any money. And I remember we were just, you know, at the time I was at MTV, so I had a, rela- a lot of relationships in the building. Mm-hmm. And then they were just as hungry too. So everybody had a role that that uh, that was aligned with what they were trying to do. And so I, we had a couple people in the building that helped us. And, and, um, and finally we got the project in front of the label. The label probably was the biggest roadblock just to like, uh, convince them that we needed more money to actually bring the video to the level that we wanted. But they were hyped with the video when we showed it to them. They were ready to move with it when we brought it to them. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, nah, we, we need some more money. We got to, you know, we, we had a different bar that we were trying to reach. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they got on board. And um, yeah, they really, I, sometimes I feel like when things are just like, when you're moving in your, in your destiny, like in your passion and, it's, and everything's aligned, that's when those, ro- a lot of times those roadblocks tend to disappear. And I think even, and even, when roadblocks do happen when you're aligned, they're not really roadblocks because it has something to do with like you're not doing the right thing. Sometimes right. I just feel like gosh is realigning you because this isn't what's meant for you right here. It's That's meant for you to like go around that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um we actually embrace roadblocks. You know what I'm saying? So something that might seem like an adversity, I'm like, that's a blessing to me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they, they say they say that you got time or you got money. We didn't, the roadblock was the money, but we had all the time in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, so we, uh, you know, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of through the wire and moments from the genius film, I remember when you all were zooming in and zooming out and y'all were having that banter with each other. And I found that so funny. Like you were zooming in on the collage, on the green squares. It's like, right. come on, we ain't got all day. Like, let's, let's hurry. We got to get this right. Everybody Dude. be quiet. And that was such a real moment and there's so many other moments I can pull out like for me one of my favorite points was when Ye was very very young towards the beginning this had to have been like maybe episode one when he had on that polka dot sweater and he was just rapping just saying whatever with that box haircut y'all remember that that was hilarious like I'm deaf I'm fresh I am the best and you never expect less from Kanye West like that went so hard to me. What were your favorite moments? Like, do you all have any favorites? I mean, you lived it. So I'm sure the whole 20 year highlight is a highlight. But if you had to pick one moment that was key or just something that sticks out, what would it be? I, I'll say like, you know, just meeting Don West, his mom for the first yeah, time. Just even beautiful. having the guy give me the 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 privilege to to meet her the way I did and, and to capture the 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 essence of Mama West, you know what I'm saying? And, well, I call her Mama West because she was like a mother. When mm-hmm. even even after meeting her, she was she was like she just just brought me into the family, you know. And she and she um and she was so wonderful. But yet, I, I say was, but she is so wonderful because you know when it comes to spirit, spirits never die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the down the West throughout our whole journey. On earth and in heaven, she was with us. You know what I'm saying? And she and she guided us through this to the point where it was like, I can go into a bunch of stories to to, to prove <laughs> that she was with us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I won't, but you know, that um that was one of my favorite. One of the stories, well, when um I was licensing some footage for for uh 
the show, the song to shock America. It was on, on I think it might have been on ESPN. I mean, not ESPN, but uh, Netflix, right? No, I think page one. Well, it was the song to shock America. They did one on Jesus Walks. And this is right like about a week, a week before Kanye went to go meet with Trump. And um, and I'm going through the through footage, going license some footage. So I'm going through all this footage. And I see the Donda tape and I'm like, oh, let me see what's on here. And I, I and as soon as I put it on, she was like, hey, uh, she was like, Kanye, I got something uh, important I want to talk to you about. As soon as I put it on, that's what she said. And I was like, yo, now, mind you, I did her funeral piece when she when she passed away. I did the piece and I went through all the footage and that. I do not remember seeing. So I'm like, oh man, you know, then she was like, you know, the giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. I know y'all seen seen the movie and when she said that. And I was like, oh shoot, right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm then I'm thinking about Kanye as this giant right now, who I haven't really luckily for comedy put us back together, but I really wasn't around him like that. And um, but I had his email. So I was so I, I thought about that, and then for whatever reason, I put the tape. Seemed like I put the tape back in, and it, it seemed like it rewinded back to Kanye got something important I wanted to tell you about. I'm like, so I'm like, oh, he she she telling me to send this to Kanye. So so I wrote a, I wrote an email, and my and my subject said your mother wanted me to send this to you. Mm. So I sent it, and it took a while for Kanye to uh, upload it, but when he finally uploaded. it, he FaceTimed me. He was like, man, I, I couldn't, I, not in a million years, I remember her saying that. I said, me neither. Mm-hmm. To the point where I'm like, did she say that then or is she saying it right now? Because right. this was the moment for that, that message to come out. And, um, and then two days later, he went and met with Trump. But, you know, that was... <laughs> She was trying. Those are his moments. Those are his moments. <laughs> Chike, what's your favorite moment? I think... Uh, it's not so much that it's a big moment, but for, for what it represents was when he's in the car and he's and he's it's in part one and he's just right. speaks into fruition that he's going to win. A, he's practicing his Grammy speech, you yes. know, and I feel like there's so many times we talk about being able to speak things in, into existence. Indeed. But you, you, you rarely get a chance to really show how that happens. And I think that's what was so amazing with the project is we, we were able to, like, put together somebody's life and you able to see that process because what's so important is all the things you have to go through in order for something you speak into existence to happen. And most of the things that you have to go through, most of the ad- adversities are the failures. You know what I'm saying? You, right. you don't have that many, like, there's not that many victories, way more failures that, 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 uh, than the victories. And Very so true. I feel like, uh, I was just a blessing to be able to like bring that, you know, that, that, that's what I feel like was God. I feel like we were just really vessels to be able to bring that story because I feel like that's the story that we really want to bring to the world is how people can like, how can you move in your passion? You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like we moved in our passions in life and, and, and that, and life isn't set up for you to do that. Like you come out, definitely for us, we come out like just trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you got to have so much faith, faith in order to be like, oh, I'm going to put survival or what I feel like I need to do in order to survive on the side to really, to really first figure out what I'm even passionate about. Right. And then like moving that and have faith that like what I'm passionate about actually is going to help me survive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely all can relate to having to come out swinging, no matter if you're defending an idea or just in life, period. Sometimes just getting to work is a swing, you know? And I think that in creative industries, I've noticed that we have to get comfortable with the gray area. It's kind of like you have to settle in the gray and find your passions in the gray. How did you all do that? Did you all know 
that you what you had in front of you 20 years ago when you were doing it? Or were you just going with passion, alignment? How did you settle in the gray and really decide, okay, this is what I want to give my passion, my resources and my energy to for so long, repeatedly, even with breaks in between the way that you did? I I, I just say uh, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Okay, look, <laughs> she, the answer every time. <laughs> that's going to be my answer, y'all. I'm sorry, but dude, it's like, it's like you just don't know. It's like once, once, once the vision happened, it just really became fun. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, I always thought Kanye had a crazy work ethic, right? But then like watching the footage, I'm like, oh, I had a, a nice work you, ethic too, but right there. I didn't know. And same with Ye. We didn't know and same with Chike. We don't, it's like, you don't know that you're working when you have, when you moving in your passion. You right. know what I mean? And then you don't know you're moving in your passion until, until I guess till you say, wait a minute, I was moving in my, in my passion the whole time. Like now, when you in retrospect, but yeah, it's just it's just man, it's just moving, man. I, that's why I give all glory to God and, and, and Jesus Christ, because you know He saved me through the streets of Chicago to you know lead me to meet Yay, to meet Chike, you know, to being right here right now. Because this is the only thing that's real, y'all, in, in in life, right? Is right this second. Ain't nothing else real. Everything is like you know your your past is not real no more. It happened. It's not real though. And the future is not real until it happens. So mm, the only time we got is right now. So, you know, live every day like it's your last. I know I'll be going off, on, off the oh, question. Oh, no, it, it hits home every time, hit, does it some, not? <laughs> okay, exactly. It's hitting every time. Know that, know that, know that, know that, know that. So yeah. that's, that's very, very profound. And while you all were working together, and just anytime generally when you're working in your passion, there are moments where you have to know when to sit up and went to step back. And you all were very, very vocal about that the entire film, whether it was through the narration or the way that the media showed us that there was time that you all had to take from Ye to, well, take for yourselves, but away from Ye to do what you needed to do and then come back. So just in life and as you know, people figure out themselves, what advice would you share in terms of identifying when it's time for you to pursue something heavy or when it's time for you to just kind of let it let it go for a second and make sure that it's going to make its way back to you. I'm going to let Chike talk because y'all know what I'm going to say. God. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of this is you got to really be able to know yourself enough to understand uh, that, feel, that feeling that you have, your gut feeling. You know, I don't think your gut ever really lies to you. Right. I mean, I, I do think that feeling in your gut is your conversation you're having with God. So mm-hmm. I'll, I will always kind of go back to that. But I think you got to pay attention to that feeling. And and, it, and if it's telling you to move, you got to keep going. You know what I mean? And if it's telling you to stop, then you, you need to stop. And a lot of times, like, you know, I think sometimes when things. Sometimes when things seem like you're forcing it. Right. Just ch- like you should you should never really have to force something. It's almost like when you open it up, when you're putting something together and you try too hard, and you end up breaking it. You know what I mean? Sometimes if you're trying to force something, just wait wait till it comes easy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of times you're like your passions, your room, your, like God's going to make room for your gift and he's yes. going to make it easy for that to happen. You just got to pay attention. Really. I think the whole thing is just really developing, taking the time you need to develop whatever that conversation you is to, for you to understand and discern his voice. You know what I'm saying? And learn how to listen to it. For me, it was really through meditation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I used to go to, I was at one point in church a lot, but meditation is a thing that helped me kind of, 
get better with just understanding myself and get better with understanding like how I have my conversation with God. You know what I mean? So. Right, yeah. right, right. And meditation, something I've learned. I was actually talking to Jay Ivy about this yesterday, about celebration and meditation and how sometimes it doesn't look the way that we would think. Sometimes meditation is listening to trap music. Sometimes meditation is taking a calm, quiet moment for yourselves. So what are the ways that you differentiate between like what meditation and what those quiet moments and, you know, those moments where you just need to recharge? Like, what do they look like for you on either side of the spectrum? I say like uh, like I was saying, living in the now is really like meditate. Like you said, you can be listening to trap music, but if you're living right there, right there in that moment, that that's that's like meditation. I know it's like some like when it, when it comes to meditation, they they say you're not supposed to think, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to go center yourself and and have no thoughts. But then when I realized like uh, practicing meditation, it was like it, it it's really think knowing that because people are like man I, i'm meditating but i'm thinking about not thinking but what you understand it is that you're like that, that you're understanding your thought that you paying attention to your thought and that you can control it so like uh deepak say do the mantra uh that's why i, I meditate with oprah but he say do the mantra so you start saying the mantra but it's really just understanding your thought and how you can control your thought it's like you can you it, thought is so is so powerful and that's the only thing that we have 100% control of is our mind. That's true. And then when you like, you can be happy and you can be, you know what I mean? You can be sad and you can be happy in a split moment of thought. You know what I mean? But it just, you just got to understand that. And that's what I think meditation teach you is how to pay attention to your thought and know that, that, you're, that you are running your thoughts and your thoughts are not running you. You know what I'm saying? Mm, you so. are running your thoughts. Your thoughts are not running you. Yeah. I hope I said that. that. Let me call Deep Park and see if that's how he said it. I don't know. We got to let that one sit. (laughs) Chike, how do you meditate? What is meditation and just calm, quiet, refueling moments? What do they look like? I mean, for me, I feel like it started off very in the traditional way of like sitting and trying to figure it out and trying to be quiet for a long time. Trying. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You got to try. And then then it got to the point where um, I just learned how to just embrace everything mm. like i remember one time i was meditating in central park and it was so much noise but instead of trying to cancel out the noise i just listened to all the noise Except but then all the noise, the noise canceled okay. itself out it almost takes you to like a point when you're not sleeping but you don't you know there's times when you're chilling you know how you don't know how you fell asleep there's a point when like you right. realize like oh i forgot that i was even awake and now i'm asleep so like you fall into that space yeah. and then i just felt like i learned so much information when i when i was meditating like i haven't meditated in a long time but i feel like for the time that i put in that work to really uh get what i was learning from meditation i'm i still move on those principles and so i feel like i'm just connected like i feel like it connected me through energy i feel like i i got this greater understanding of how we all are energetically connected you know what i'm saying not just as beings like even this has a vibration and our thought and and everything Mm -hmm. so when you start understanding that and thinking about that as a bigger layer around yourself like it's a different movement so i understand when you say speak something into existence because that's an actual vibration coming out of my mouth that's connecting with these other vibrations in the world now you know yes, what i mean so that's yes. how I'm we moving. just learned yeah. something on a very so, elevated level yeah. just now yeah a wise woman once told me that sometimes your work is the prayer you don't always have to sit down in traditional posture just be intentional yeah. and a lot of times that's enough because yeah. if whatever you put out if that touched someone and if that made them feel better and you understand and 
receive the fact that they had a better day just because you were present. You know, whether it was in a big way or a small way, you're winning. And that is, is a, you know, time well served on earth. Thank you for listening to Select Conversations presented by Ally. We'll get right back to the conversation in just a second. But first, we wanted to take a pause for the cause and thank our friends at Ally for empowering the next generation of creators, entrepreneurs, and leaders with financial education. They're relentlessly focused on doing it right. We're all better off with an ally. Go to ally.com to learn more. Let's pivot to money and projects. You know, throughout the the film, there wasn't even a slight innuendo of, you know, it's very, very boisterous about how you all were strapped for cash a lot. But it seemed like, and correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, it seemed like they got a lot done, like on a bootstrap budget. Just not. Y'all even got to say that. Just not, right? See, I'm not it. Like we were, it seems like you all really made a way just by rubbing two pennies together. So teach us a little bit of financial structure with this. How did you take a small budget and and create so many amazing projects? I mean, the planning, like what did that look like? Well, I'm definitely the worst person when it comes to any type of financial advice. So <laughs> you blowing the check every time too. I can say, you know, I mean, I just feel like. We didn't. We, we never really was thinking about the money in terms okay. of like money didn't really become a thing until it became, you know, until it became business with the project. But as far as making a project, we just didn't let that stop us. You know, mm. we, we just figured out what, what do we have in, in like we can't go shoot a film like Steven Spielberg, but like what's attainable for us to shoot? You know what I mean? So and Cootie just was shooting as he could shoot. You know what I mean? He didn't ever try to make his plate too full where he couldn't eat all the food on his plate. So we only put enough food on his plate every time to where he could eat it all. Now, sometimes we try to overachieve on things and you can still aim to overachieve, but make sure you give yourself enough that you can actually tackle. Right. You know what it I mean? Has I to think. Be so Kudu right. chomped at this thing. Like he didn't try to take an overwhelming bite. Like he just shot a little bit and a little bit here when he could and a little bit here. And then, you know, we didn't really spend that much money. I mean, I can't say because he was shooting a lot of footage before I met him. So I don't mm-hmm. know how he was, you know, uh, shooting mean, from the trenches at that. I was paying for it, but no, we weren't spending no, too yeah. much money on the filming. And you just leverage every single thing gets to the next thing. Like, after we did Through the Wire, you know, we were doing music videos, so we still had opportunities there. And then once we kind of started navigating for music videos, there was times, like, we were very selectful about what we chose to, to, to right. do. So there's times, yeah, like, so. we actually definitely lost, not that we weren't earning money because we chose not to do certain projects because it just didn't match with our message. You know what I mean? So we had to starve a little bit for that, but it was worth it because, right. you know, now everybody trusts the stuff that we put out. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but, you know, I feel like I always knew, as long as I knew where I had a place to lay my head, you know what I mean? That's all I needed. And, and I was truly gratified in doing this. You know, you just got to really align yourself with something that you would do for nothing. What will you do for nothing? You know, right. I tell people like, I actually, and I hate to say this, but like, in life, I felt I was like, man, what can I do in life? I'm like lazy. So I'm like, what can I do in life that's not going to feel like work at all? Because I don't want to feel nothing. And so that those uh, moving in that direction, that's how I align myself with like art, because I had so much fun doing art. It never felt like it was work. You know what I mean? And that kind of I just never I never wavered to that. Right. So even to this day, it's not so much about when we're, when we're doing stuff, we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it because we love it. And it makes us happy. And we right. choose happiness as everything. It is. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I've been happy and broke like 
I'd rather be happy right. and broke. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Because I've been happy and broke. Then like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Most of my life been happy <laughs> and broke. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I think long, I think long as you're happy, you're not broke. You know what I'm saying? Right. No matter how much money you got, as long as you're happy. I remember I couldn't buy my daughter when she made five the candle. I couldn't buy the candles for her fifth birthday. Wow. And I was like, and then, and then of course, God provided the little girl next door just so happened to turn five. They had a <laughs> candle. It just came to me like, oh, nothing uh, wrong with y'all that. Want this, uh, your daughter turning five. Y'all want this candle? I'm like, how did y'all know I, I was even trying to get a candle? But, you know, God. So y'all God's got to You got to tr- trust God, man. Trust God and don't even think. Just, just don't worry. Y'all, and think about all the things that he got you through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I always think about that. Like I, I, I was damn near in a situation last, and he got me through, and he's gonna continue to do that. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. So, but it's good to have money. money we're not saying money's not good to have, but happiness <laughs> is the best. And happiness it's, is the best. Don't make money. Money, money don't bring you happiness. That's for sure, as we see yeah. with a lot of people. And you got to assign your value. Like every everything has a different value that you assign to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, there's some one. things when people would be like, man, how come y'all didn't get the money? For, well, that wasn't, that wasn't that what we was looking point. for for that because we exactly. needed to be strategic about it. Like when we did our first ESPN, it wasn't a payday, but we knew how important it was for us to get our first doc out on this platform because that was going to lead to another doc. So right. it's, currency is like, it's subjective, sort of. You got to decide it for yourself where the value lies. You know what I'm saying? Currency so. is subjective. <laughs> I keep underscoring just things that I think that we can all just take with us and apply to any situation. And I'm going to ask, I'm a semi-techie, so I'm going to ask a question like for my techies out there. So we're such in a, well, we find ourselves in such a technological age, like a technologically advanced age, rather. And I know that things have changed and advanced so much from the time that you all met up until now. So what tools, what cameras, what editing suites were you using back then? How did you know when it was time to phase one out? Are there cameras that you still use to this day because it's tried and true, but then you'll also use the most up-to-date technology? Like how did technology kind of change phase over the 20-year period that you all were working? I mean, it it definitely, for us, technology definitely it really, it helped us because of, especially when like the uh, DSLR cameras came out mm-hmm. because it just made something at one point that was very difficult to like, especially with music videos and whatnot, you right. need way bigger budgets to get your stuff. But once like technology ramped up, it just made it easier to get your ideas out. But all that said too, we don't really, har- we, we f- if you have a good story, right. it, it doesn't matter. You could tell it with crayons and a piece of paper. If it's a good story and it comes from a soul and a heart, people are going to resonate with it. So we don't try to get caught up in the tech too much. We really yeah. s- focus on like what the story is. And we know there'll be a format out there for us to tell it regardless. Always. You know what oh, I mean? That's good. So, that's good. Yeah. That's you being confident in what you have to put out as well. So that's that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one. And, what and about the manifestation, you? like we were talking about earlier, just manifesting. Because I remember when I used to have the 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 Canon camera and I used to be like, man, like it, it was almost like, I'm like, what if you can change the lenses on the, you know, what if I had different lenses for this yeah. camera, you know? And uh, next thing I know, here's a camera that you can change lenses, the Canon and all them DSL cameras, DSLL or whatever. And, um, and that, uh, and then it, it kept doing that. It seemed like we just, Chica had an idea to do a, a metaverse back in 2007, one yeah. in 2007, he was talking about, 
doing this whole... I didn't know it was the metaverse. Right, he didn't know. It wasn't even out. It wasn't such thing, but he had the whole idea of what we're seeing right now. And, it, you know, it's almost like you just put it out there. You just, you think about it, put it out there, and then God gonna make it happen because that's what happened with the cameras. That's what happened with that's happening now with the metaverse. So we're going to go back to that 2007 idea, you know what I mean? And make it happen. But, um, you know, even, even Netflix wasn't, it wasn't no Netflix like it is back when I decided to film Kanye. You know what I mean? Right. And now we own Netflix. It mm-hmm. just worked. It, it just worked for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Redbox, y'all. You remember this. that? <laughs> Redbox. Yeah. And there's so many, if you look, I think the film is a great example of that because there's so many different formats of cameras that that we're using to tell that story. And so that truly tells you it doesn't matter. Like half the some of the film is shot on the on the iPhone, some of the film is shot on whatever cootie, whatever camera yeah. he has. Some is shot on like right. an eleven dollar uh eight millimeter camera we got off of eBay. That really? Like, that we just prayed to God it was gonna develop right. <laughs> the, the whole yeah. uh the whole last act of uh of part three was shot with the iPhone the, with Kaye on the plane and you know, uh, t- uh, Carson, t- what's yeah. his name? Tucker Carson. Tucker Carson. Yeah. That all that was yeah. with iPhone. I wanted to have my yeah. phone like this. That's all I had because I wasn't going down to film them at wow. the time. Because that becomes an excuse sometimes, a technology thing. Like, you can't let, like, it's like, right. nah, don't worry about that part. Like, do yeah. work with what you have and use yeah. that. And if it's real, it's going to, people are going to resonate with it. You can't let anything stop you when you're trying to get something out, whether yeah. you're making a film, whether you're making music. I remember Cody Chestnut put out one of the rawest albums that he made in his basement, but he had no access to nothing. You hear the rawness, but that's what makes it special. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, No, that's yeah. amazing. That is amazing. I don't think I ever would have guessed that. That part of the film, yeah, because you see the nose, people are like, yeah, we wouldn't have guessed that y'all yeah. filmed that segment on an iPhone. And on the subject of Netflix, again, y'all are masterful storytellers. We are, in, we are so excited and happy to hear you all tell these stories. Take us or tell us the story of the first conversation that you all had after you knew Netflix was interested in your film. First conversation between the two of you. I mean, really, it was like Netflix, Hulu, HBO. Oh, they were lined a, up as they should have been. We love to hear it. And Cootie was still like, nah, man, we need to put this on our own platform. We got to make a platform real quick and launch this thing out. Cootie verse. He wanted Cootie verse to We had creative control back in the day. So, I was telling Chica, man, let's bring Creative Control back, and we launched this on Creative Control, and 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 that'd be the launch of our our, our website uh, again. But uh, but then, well, you know, when it came to like Netflix and all of these people, and you know, they they were coming at us like, either you gonna take this deal now, or we're not doing it, or we can be y'all the Friday to take the deal. I was like. I wait. I wait another ten years. I <laughs> he said, "Don't rush me." You know what I'm saying? No, I've been filming no. for twenty. But um, don't, <laughs> those were the conversations mainly like, "Yo, we, you know, we we got something valuable. We gonna, you know, we gonna, you know, right. listen every, listen to everybody and then see what they got." But you know, what we learned from that is, and well, we the greatest lesson that I felt like I took away at least from that experience was that patience and business is your best friend, mm-hmm. and, be, and being willing to walk away. From anything gives you the most leverage. You know what I mean? So right. sure. was negotiating a hard process to tap into. Did you all feel like you had the upper hand the entire time? Because I know in business, sometimes we put ourselves in a posture of us feeling that we always have to feel like we have the upper hand the entire time or we're winning everything or we're getting the most money. So 
Were there different phases in it? Did you feel like you were on top the whole time? Were there times that you feel like it was slipping out of your fingers? Just put us there in the negotiations. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, we knew we had the upper hand because we owned the footage, we owned our and that's that ownership. If you own it, like that, that you know, they make they make you feel like you know they make you feel a certain way where you're like, okay, I'm gonna miss out. I'm gonna do no, you own it, and you always will own it. So that was the upper hand alone, you know, that we had. So. And he was willing to wait until we got a, the right deal that we wanted. You know what I mean? But I think that the thing that we did is we didn't get consumed with the business, too. We just always kind of made sure we separate, stayed away from it. We didn't let it consume us. Right. Because it definitely was a long process and it definitely could be an overwhelming process. I mean, right. on Zoom calls with like, I've never been on Zoom calls with that many people that held such high positions at these right. distribution companies. You know what I mean? And, and obviously everybody's trying to sell you something. So everybody loves, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. hard to really discern. So and then we're not really bit like I think we didn't go to business school. So you kind of just trying to trust people around you. But the people around you still just want to make a deal. So at the end of the day, you really just got to trust your instincts. And really, that was Jordan. And that whole business deal was Cootie. And he just kind of stuck to his intuition, his but and just moved on what his faith was telling him was the right decisions. And he made some hard. He made some difficult decisions at times that I think a lot of nobody would have made but him. And those decisions that he made is the reason why we got the, the best deal we possibly could get for this project. At least we feel. No, that's cool. It goes back to trusting God. Like, just got to trust God. Let go and let God. You know what I'm saying? When them times come and you like, it's a little overwhelming. You're like, you know, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Trust God. He got this. You know what I'm saying? Whatever he got, whatever that is, is going to be or not going to be. Exactly. So, like, ain't nothing I can do. I have no control over it like that. So I just, like, like I say, we, we talked about that earlier. Just let go and let God, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you all still filming? Because we know there's way more in the vault. And I know there isn't too much that we could talk about on that subject. But are you all still filming? And do we have more yay documentary-esque, maybe, maybe not, things coming in the future? Well, no, we, not, we definitely not. I mean, I'm not with them, you know, filming like day to day, of course, yeah. like I was. But, you know, when I go around, I will have my camera, my, my iPhone. So if something happened that's, you know, I should, that should be shot, I'll pull the phone out. Indeed. But, no, we uh we are uh, moving to like we we doing the Ernie Barnes documentary. Okay. Next. And um y'all know Ernie Barnes? Yeah. For those that don't, just tell us. We have people watching on YouTube. We got people here that are kind of like, mm, I don't it's, know. So yeah, just dive into it. Dive it's into too it. perfect that y'all know cuz you know documentaries the good best documentaries is, is discovery. So Ernie Barnes is this painter who used to y'all y'all remember Good Times? The, the show Good Times? So all the JJ paintings on Good Times in the beginning of, of, of the show with the elongated um, party scene, uh, that which, which really was Marvin Gaye's album cover. I want you. If y'all don't know that, go go get that album and you check can it Google out. Google it really quick on your phones. Yeah. <laughs> so um, th- that's the next person that we're doing a doc, which I documented him painting one of Kanye's um, paintings, and and it's just to go to say how spirits, you know, even though Mr. Barnes is alive, but just just manifestation. Like I used to dream about having JJ paintings on my wall. I used to call it JJ paintings because I didn't know no better. <laughs> but I'm like, my house is gonna look like this. My wife is gonna look like this. And I'm gonna have these these JJ paintings on my wall. And then a fast forward for me to, to meet Mr. Barnes and become really good friends, all of us with Mr. Barnes was like, I'm like, all I had my my, my dream was just to have JJ paintings on the wall. Right. And now this is my boy. He wound up giving us a painting. Um, from heaven, he gave us a, a, a painting that 
I, that story is, is crazy too, but I, I no, we'll wait. No, we'll wait. definitely wait on that one. But y'all see that in the back. Right. We're gonna exercise our patience on that yes, one sir. for sure, yeah, for yes, sure. Yeah. But we also understand and know that you document the two of you's journey a lot. Like even in the genius film, we saw moments between you. So I know you all want to know because I can hear y'all. You know, we got ESP. Did we make the documentary? Are we in it? Yeah. <laughs> Are we in it? When I came out with the you phone, got a shooter somewhere? It, 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 it wasn't it? for Instagram. It, it, I came out here for something you something never know later. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not about to put it on IG. You know what I mean? <laughs> we made it, y'all. Clap right. for us. Clap <laughs> for us. We in the Goody and TK documentary, y'all. <laughs> so, before we leave, I really don't want to wrap this up, but, you know, we just, we got to do what we got to do sometimes. Leave us with a word of wisdom that has helped you come out of any dark moment that you've ever found yourself in? Mm-hmm. Or a mantra or just a group of words sometimes. Cause one, you know, one quote or one sentence sometimes isn't enough. So I get it. I mean, I just think the best gift you can give yourself at some point in, in life. And I feel like people in here, if you haven't done it already, cause I don't want to say, you know, people probably already have, but mm-hmm. I think for people that haven't, it's just take the time to reflect on who you are as a per like really take the time to sit with yourself and really take the time to figure out what your relationship is with something bigger than you. I mine, I form one with God. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I just don't feel like everything to me is in his is in his hands. You know what I'm saying? So like Amen. I'm not really like the good and the bad. You know, I, I just feel like he got me. So that helps eliminate fear. We move around a lot in this world, we move with fear of making choices because of what's going to happen. And the best way to eliminate, not that I have no, I'm definitely scared to die. I don't want to die. You know what I'm right. saying? But that might be like the only thing I might be scared of. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, am I scared of going, going broke or being broke? Or when I was broke, was I scared of being like, mm-hmm. nah, I just felt like as long as I was moving and I aligned myself with something that was really passionate about doing yes. it made me happy. I just had a feeling that I'd be able to do that forever, you know? So I would just say like, really figure out what it is that really truly makes you happy and just always align, never let that go and try to make every step towards being 100% control of that and being around that in whatever right. capacity you can. Right. You know I mean? Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. How about you, Cody? I would say um, that it to embrace all adversity, all challenges, mm. all failures. Indeed. Embrace them. You know what I'm saying? Because what would life be if you just won all the time? It's like playing a three-year-old. And whatever sport you like, you know what I'm saying? You just win all the time. You pool, basketball, it's a three-year-old. You're beating them every time. What fun is that? Right. And how would you learn if you're doing that? You know what I'm saying? So, man, love the failures. You know what I'm saying? Look at it as a game. Like, okay, bet. I'm going to get them next time. You know what I'm saying? So that would be my my advice. You know, I I just thought about that the other day when I I sent off these Sunday blessings. and, And when I sent it off, this girl was like, man, how do I get... You know, how do I, I wish I wasn't going through all these failures and all. I'm like, well, what would life, would, life wouldn't be fun without it. Right. And it's you know character building, too. And yeah. you're always a student. Like we like. Right. I, we don't we don't know the answers to it. You know, if we, we knew the answers, man. We'd be able to tell you all and everybody would be straight. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think we, it's just always remaining a student. You know what I'm saying? You know, we remain a student to, to your craft and also just remain a student in life and be open and receptive to just learning every day learning something new and, and letting remove your ego from everything. Just be a passenger in life. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times I, we, we live life emotionally through our emotions and through our ego 
and we try to control everything. And it's just like let go and let God is what we say. But it's like yeah. getting it. And it took I didn't I didn't really learn that until I was like in my thirties where I really learned how to to apply to it. just sit in the passenger seat. Yeah. I spent so much of my life really trying to drive, and that was the best thing that ever happened. And it's and hard. You can't drive, though. And I can't drive. <laughs> and I can't drive. I really literally, literally have been in the past. Like but, yeah, but like, it's, and it's, as, it's, as abstract as it may sound, like, yeah. to some, it's very real. And I think there's definitely, I'm sure people in here already are, are moving in life in the passenger seat. So they could attest to that. You know what I'm saying? Right, so. right. Indeed. Thank you. I'll say you. one more thing. Please. You know, just say trust, two more trust, things. Trust Three God. Things. Trust God, period, man. A uh, uh, real quick story. I, I was on my birthday. Which was January 18th. We celebrating at Bond Street, and all of a sudden, I get this text about Kanye needs creative control, and he's going to shut the movie down if he don't get it. And now, mind you, I'm I'm already off of edible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some drinks, and it all hit at that moment. Everything hit. I'm feeling good. And I read my man. I'm like, oh, and I almost fainted. Like I'm like, oh. Right, and at the same time, I look up. And here they come with the birthday cake. Happy birthday to oh, you. That's I'm a like, good gag. Ah. So I'm looking down, but then, but then God just smacked me on the back of my head and was like, yo, look at all these people in front of you that love you. That's right here. That situation not even in front of you. That's just something you're reading that, that, and you, and you trust me, right? So trust me. I got you. And you know, we here now and the movie's out and on Netflix. Kanye love it. And here we go. You know what I'm saying? So. And here we trust go. God, period. Yes, some gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Well, thank you so much for your listening ears and your time. If you're out there on YouTube, if you learned half of one thing, make sure you hit the subscribe button to the United Masters YouTube channel. Like, comment, chat with us throughout. Give us some feedback. Also, follow Ally. Do it right. And just make sure you stay tuned for all of our other select conversations for season two in the future. Everybody, Kuti and Chika. Thank y'all. Thanks again to our friends at Ally for empowering the next generation of creators, entrepreneurs, and leaders with financial education. They're relentlessly focused on doing it right. We're all better off with an Ally. Visit Ally.com to learn more.